Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. My family thinks I'm crazy. A podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with you. Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, and it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. Yeah, so who are we talking about today, Matt? I was a farmer back in 53, and our crops had suffered the worst drought in 40 years. And then we heard of a man called Wilhelm Reich, who claimed he could make rain using a machine he called the Cloudbuster. Since the energy appeared to be everywhere and to permeate all substances, Reich had to find ways to isolate and collect it in order to study its functions and make it usable. Experiments demonstrated that organic or non-metallic materials, such as cotton, wool, or plastic, attract, absorb, and hold the energy. Metallic materials, steel or iron, attract the energy and quickly reflect it in both directions. On the basis of these experiments, Reich constructed small boxes with alternating layers of organic and metallic materials, with the inner walls lined with metal. The organic layers attract the atmospheric orgone energy, which is then directed inward by the metal layers. Any energy reflected outward by the metal layers is reabsorbed by the organic material, attracted back to the metal and directed toward the inside of the box. The result? a higher concentration of orgone energy inside the box. The more layers, the higher the concentration. This accumulation of energy can be verified in a variety of ways. For example, a constant temperature difference exists between the air above the box and in the surrounding air, contradicting the second law of thermodynamics. There also exists a slower electroscopic discharge rate in the higher orgone concentration within the box. These layered boxes, known as orgone energy accumulators, became a valuable tool in Reich's scientific and medical research. It is a sad 
lonely chapter of the human race, I don't feel that I am obligated to solve this little, to do anything about it. I happen to discover the life energy. I happen to induce the Oranur experiment. I know what it means for the future development of medicine, biology, philosophy, and natural science. I'm fully aware of it. And in, these, in this awareness, I am completely alone. to the many folks like today's guest who are facilitating the re-emergence of the discoveries of Wilhelm Reich and his many revolutionary ideas and their many applications are now being implemented in a myriad of simple and complex ways. And joining us on today's show is a young man who started his Organite workshop to help spread good vibes and uplift the collective consciousness. Isaac Lazell, the founder of Oregonite, joins me, Mystic Mark, here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this deep dive into Organite with Isaac Lazell. So, now that we're here in the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, tell us, Isaac, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, Oregonite is your company, but how did that get started? Hi, uh, my name is Isaac Lazell, and for the last 15 years, I have been involved with my father's custom furniture business. The, ironically enough, I've come to learn the business is named Jewel Hardwoods, actually named after my grandfather, who passed away when my father was two years old, when he started his business, he decided to commemorate the business by calling it Jewel Hardwoods. His last name was Jewel. My dad's last name used to be Jewel. And then he got adopted and changed the name. Sorry. Um, I have a business called Organite. I live in Oregon. Um, Organite is spelled O-R-E-G-O-N. And then you can, for my Instagram handle, it's dot I-T-E. And I make custom furniture and I make uh, pyramids and other organite pieces that incorporate the live edge furniture as well, if you would like. And uh, there's a bunch of beautiful different products I've been able to make that are very functional and positive organite energy that's also entering the home. Right on. Right on. So what got you into starting creating these organite pieces? Because you explained the story a little bit when we were doing our first podcast but for the free audience who hasn't heard that how did this come about you were kind of what you know looking around at all these odds and ends at your father's shop and you're like i could do something with this right yeah i for everybody you always need to make money in order to survive <laughs> yeah. so i really had a very separate view i was just working for my dad building tables sanding things helping saw doing the sawmill and at the same time, I had podcasts in my ear going as well. And I was starting to go from a more conspiracy-minded podcast to like, 
uh, I would listen to more positive, uplifting things, a lot about spirituality and about how we can start getting ourselves out of this shit show that is all around us. Because there are a lot of people that are positive and are able to go through life. And even though the media and the government and everything that's going on around us is throwing so many things in front of us to make us feel bad and make us absorb all this negativity we there are people that can block it off and say i am not associating with that i'm going to be positive i'm going to live my life successfully and happily and i'm going to do all these things that are going to help me do that so i was just doing all this research and i was finding a bunch of different things that i'll talk about today and i was as i was helping build all these tables i realized I can engrave inside of these tables and I can infuse them with really powerful organite. Uh, we use epoxy to fill our tables and stuff and we can do epoxy rivers for our tables and things. And I've made smaller versions of this as a cutting board previously and I'll have a functional river of really powerful organite that is also a functional piece of furniture that people really enjoy the look of in their homes. It's, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it is quite beautiful. I was pretty proud of the stuff that I make. And I also love helping people find the symbolism in what I make because everything has spiritual and metaphorical symbolism. I like to incorporate a lot of things we'll talk about later. But yeah, that's kind of the basis of my business. Right on. Now, let's get into the the like actual you know pieces a nitty-gritty if you will what okay, is yeah, organite sure. what is for people so, who are completely lost they understand up to now that you're a kid you're a dude you're not a kid you're a dude who has uh, access to these materials you're thinking i'm gonna make something cool when did you learn about organite so Organite is something I learned about probably about a year ago. I didn't know what Organite was until a little bit later into my working for my father. So was originally just looking at a bunch of the positive things and I was hearing about Organite and I looked it up and I saw like, oh, this resin pyramids. And I'm like, okay, that resin, is it able to be used in different ways? And people make pucks out of Organite. Organite, all Organite is a mixture of resin, there can be a natural resin. You can use beeswax to make organite. And it could be, it has to be 50% seal shavings and 50% resin. And you can, you should include clear quartz inside of there as well because it amplifies and transmutes the negative energy that's being received. But you can also use any customized sets of stones. I will fine tune the frequency of what the orgone energy output is for my pieces by using different crystals and by using different metals and uh, different colors. So, yeah. Wow. Now, we're talking about, again, this sort of resinous material. It's got a, a natural frequency. Now, how much control do you have over the frequency, like creating it, setting it, if you will, right? You put something mm -hmm. at one color, imagine that's a lower frequency, like red, and then maybe mm -hmm. violet would be a higher frequency. Is it is exactly it along those same I'll, lines? So, yeah, I have a list that I'll tell people. It'll go super deep in detail about how the different colors are related to your chakra mm -hmm. in different parts of your body that you emotionally will... Uh, absorb like negativity and trauma and you'll store it inside of your body and the different colors will 
look at and it will target specific parts of your body that you can spiritually heal from. I want to make this disclaimer right now because I don't want anybody to be confused and I don't want any trouble. I am not a doctor. I do not dispense medical advice. I design technology to assist in the emotional and spiritual healing within your being. Your body is always what heals you in any situation. A drug or surgery will never heal your body. Your body does the healing itself. God, supernatural forces, the mind, the universe is all able to help your body heal and speed things up. If you draw on certain powers, certain energies. And that's one disclaimer I want to give out right now. However, I am able to look at these frequencies that your body is connected to and also resonates at. And I can specifically change things or I can help target certain things. Yeah. So So it's really like you're 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 creating a basis of uh of maybe we can call it like a positive frequency from which your yes. body can then heal itself, right? Mm-hmm. Because one thing we talked a ton of on this show about is how we live in this invisible world of frequencies, some harmful, some positive. Um, and, you know, the more urban of an area you get, I think the more negative frequencies you're going to engage with. That's just sort of a given. You know, there's transformers and you know, all sorts of crazy technological devices that I can't name that are beaming rays and radiation and all sorts of stuff through our invisible world. You know, Mm -hmm. our our own bodies have its own uh, extension into that invisible world. So, Oh, totally. Yeah. So now I know you say you're not a doctor and this isn't medical advice. I think that's very wise to clear up. But in the realm of experimentation and testing, you know, um, these sorts of things can be, quote unquote, proven in a lab, right? So there have been studies that have proven, we're going to talk about Wilhelm Reich a little bit. And he was the person who rediscovered orgone energy in this time. And uh, it is actually very ancient technology and understanding. Also going to get into that, but that further backs what you were saying. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So Wilhelm Reich rediscovered it, but as you pointed out, it was an ancient technology. Where'd you find that out? So, um, I, as in, I was doing research, I was hearing so many people talk about positive frequencies or positive things that they were creating that would help with this or that, or whatever they would call it. So the thing is that orgone energy has been called many things throughout history and is currently being called many things in our culture. A lot of the different words that could describe orgone energy are also chi, prana, scalar energy, zero point energy, ether, but even the concepts of plasma and light is also able to fit into this orgone energy. It is conscious. All of this energy is conscious and it is all love that it in a very traditional sense, the description of God is also very similar to it because it is the life force. That's what makes up all living and unliving things. It is the omnipotent and omnipresent force of the all. Wow. And um, specifically you have frequencies are very important. 
And so there are there is a large collection of technologies that incorporate frequencies that resonate with the body in positive ways. Not just organite. There's plenty of things. There's uh, so Nikola Tesla was inventing constant things, and later on in his life for health things, he had, like there's a rife technology. There's you'll have different like diathermy machines that have positive frequencies that literally get sent into your bodies. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of different technologies people have made. But specifically, Wilhelm Reich invented th- three different pro- a lot of different products, but specifically the Orgone Accumulator and Cloud Busters and Orgone Rooms. So the way that he condensed this Orgone energy was... Oh, sorry, give me just a second. He invented Cloud Busters that would help bring rain back to the areas that were affected by it. So he had six copper rods that were shooting up into the sky and he would connect it to a stream of flowing water and electrically, and you would have a mixture of resin at the bottom. And in order to test this, he brought the, uh, a bunch of these cloud busters to the death Valley in Arizona where it hadn't rained in 50 years. And he took these devices and he pointed them up at the sky for months and months. And he'd continuously see the humidity begin to raise. And eventually he was able to make it rain for the first time in 50 years because it was a large condenser of this energy specifically pointed up at the sky. And it created massive positive energy shifts in the area. And this can, yes, it's really cool technology. Okay. Yeah. Also, he created orgone accumulators, which in orgone blankets, the orgone blankets are really cool because all you have is you have an organic layer of steel or organic layer of wool and then an inorganic layer of steel wool. And you'll continually layer these up. And the theory behind this is that the wool is attracting a lot of this orgone energy and then the steel is attracting it as well. But steel naturally is a repellent. So it will repel these orgone energies. When you stack these on a bunch of different layers, it creates a large amount of orgone energy all at once that is able to be condensed and directed in a certain place. Right, right. And all these technologies that you just mentioned are, they're not all necessary. Um, defining themselves as organite machines, but they all work along a similar principle, right? And organite, exactly. organite isn't like the, the, let's say, you know, the official term, but it's kind of like a commercial term that's helped explain at least the inert version of this technology right so we have yeah these organite organite chunks you know whether they're pyramidal or other pucks or otherwise they're they're essentially the cotton half of that equation with maybe some inorganic materials inside and then it kind of creates that same relationship between the energy in your organized accumulator right so yeah exactly i think that's important to clarify because when people hear about organite and then they hear it can't, comes from this guy wilhelm reich they're like okay well it's not that old but yeah, as, as you're pointing out this is actually it's an energy it's a force that's been known about for you know thousands of years potentially the word you know speed like people knew what speed was they could see a maybe a, a horse run fast and understand what that was <laughs> But until man invented like 
vehicles like cars and airplanes and boats, we really didn't like measure speed, right? We knew what speed was. We knew that things can go fast, but I don't know that people necessarily measured speed the same way we do now that we have technology that can go fast. So maybe it's the same thing where like, as we're understanding these energy waves more and more, we're starting to define them. We're starting to measure them. Now, when it comes to organite, is it inherently hard to measure? I mean, this is it's like an invisible wave uh, sort of function, right? Yeah. So that's the one hard part about people. Like you can like naysayers will say you can't measure the organite energy. There are certain things there. The organite energy, the energy that orgone is a subtle energy that is not able to be measured by the current instruments we have today because we haven't even said that this stuff exists for the last hundred of years publicly. (laughs) So we haven't been searching for it. And so we don't have any technology that's able to find it. There are ways that you can prove that it's making a difference in your environment. You can put in organite puck or a pyramid right next to a Wi-Fi router. And you can put an EMF reader to it and look at the previous EMF readings compared to the readings that the organite pieces by. And you'll see that it completely cancels out the negative EMF radiation. You also can measure with a specific test called a water freeze test. You can take a puck of organite or I recommend a pyramid, place it in your freezer and then get a plastic cup of fill it full of water and place it right on top of the organite. And you will be able to see that when it's freezing, there are toroidal spiral shapes and a really different freezing almost cracks that are inside of the water that you won't see with normal water freezing. A lot of people say that organite will structure water, even if you just place it like next to a pyramid outside and just let it sit. I've been able to personally taste the difference of a like post-organite charging and pre-organite charging water. It tastes genuinely different. Now, silly question, but my organite pucks won't like explode in the freezer, right? Like they're good to be frozen and whatnot? No, no, no. Yeah. You're totally good to do that. You can freeze it. You can do anything. People often even bury organite. Um, People will do things called tower busting and they'll go on, they'll gift organite and they'll make a bunch of organite. We've talked about that on the show, buddy. Mitch, the organ donor, sent me a ton of great organite and these rods, grounding rods. And I was waiting to sort of have my own property to do kind of stuff because I don't want to just, not that I'm not, you know, generous, but I don't want to gift an area that I'm going to leave, you know, and I'm glad I didn't. You could take a walk around Yale. Yeah, I feel like they would be very suspicious if they saw a guy burying (laughs) anything anywhere in the perimeter of New Haven's downtown. There's really not many spots that you could even do something like that with all the concrete. But that's a funny idea. Maybe throwing one up on a roof where it's never going to be seen. Maybe that's a better plan. I I don't recommend anything illegal, personally, (laughs) even within gifting. I'll say that. But a lot of people will go to cell towers and like 5G towers and stuff, and they'll bury organite in the land, and it will... You have to have a certain amount compared to the amount of energy that's being put out. Yeah. But you can transmute all of that negative EMF energy into positive orgone energy by doing enough of it. And it's been, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that 
gifters have experienced with people who don't like this idea. And you, I'd say tower bust at your own risk, but it's a very positive thing you can do for your, especially in urban areas. But don't go digging anything up. Don't go placing anything on my name. I, I won't say to do that. Yeah, but no, well, and you definitely want to be careful if you're digging around electrical equipment because yeah, totally. don't, you don't want to bust a wire open and shock yeah. yourself. I mean, even like a gas vein or a water pipe can burst and give you a lot of problems. So just, yeah, be careful where you're digging. Um, but yeah, I'm totally with the idea. The only reason I didn't power bust or deposit and gift any organite where I lived last is because I had a sense that we weren't going to be living there very long. So, yeah. but you know, hey, maybe if I was more generous, that area would be probably more positive. And <laughs> I don't know, there where I live now, there's definitely a few 5G towers that I've seen in the mountains and it'd be nice to hike up to those and bust those towers. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's a fun idea. It's a fun idea to take what's meant for evil and try and help make it for good. <laughs> right. Um, there's a lot of things that have been going on in the last, I mean, for the last 10,000 years. But you can say specifically in our country in the last 100 years, it's been really bad where the government has taken a bunch of technologies that have been people have poured their heart and souls into helping the human race. And it just gets shut down. And in terms of Wilhelm Reich, after he did that tower bus or that cloud bust in Death Valley, his all of his information was taken by the by the CIA in uh, New York, and it was all of his books were burned, all of his information was destroyed, and he was thrown in prison. And um, he eventually died in prison one year later, and all of his it just completely went away. And there were people that were aware of this technology that saw it and said, "Hey." There are a lot of positive things and reports that people had. Like, there's a reason why this got shut down like this. And there's this place actually in Ashland, Oregon. That's the, I think it's the OBRL, Oregon Biophysical Research Lab, which has specifically tested relentlessly this cloud busting and the orgone energy devices that Wilhelm Reich made. And there's been a lot of positive research that's proven things that he's made. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the weather manipulation stuff, I think there's tons and tons of evidence. One doesn't really need to look at Wilhelm Reich to know that stuff is real. Um, But it seems like his interest in maybe psychology, human sexuality, was what made him controversial. Uh, Even the term organite, you know, borrows the prefix org from the word orgasm, right? So there's something inherently um, human, metaphysical, and maybe even like something tantric about William Wilhelm Reich's studies. What do you think about that? So I think that there is a concept of that. Here's a thing that we need to look at with Wilhelm Reich, his past and his history. He grew up, It was he was locked inside of a house with his mother, his father, his brother, and a tutor for his whole entire life growing up. And he had, he didn't go to a school. He learned everything through his tutorship. And one day he walked in on his mother and his tutor having an affair. And he brought this up to his father and his father confronted his mother about it who then she ended up killing herself and distraught with agony and guilt. His father also eventually intentionally contracted pneumonia and died because of it. 
And so Wilhelm Reich's personal emotional experience early on in his life made him think that all different negative emotional states are due to sexual imbalances in relationships within the mother and the father. And also a lot of other things due to specific sexual traumas. I'm going to be talking about biofield tuning a lot in this, which is the theory that is very similar to Wilhelm Reich's psychological theory about how sexual traumas convert to physical issues and you can fix it with a lot of things. But the basis of Wilhelm Reich's research later on in his life was more based on all the emotions. You have all the emotions of negativity, you have fear, you have anger, you have distrust, you have hurt, that you put up certain things called armor that Wilhelm Reich talks about. He talks about armor, he talks about these energetic blockages that we'll talk about in biofield tuning that are put up that help prevent us from experiencing these negative things again. And a lot of people will look at the word orgonite and say, oh, it's the word orgasm. A lot of people will say that Wilhelm Reich's original word was organism, trying to include all of the organisms of life. But a lot of people try to tarnish Wilhelm Reich's name, and they'll say that he was just all about sex and all about the orgasm. And the thing is that Wilhelm Reich spent probably 10 years inside of Nazi Germany as a communist doing psychological research for the Nazis. And in that time, he would talk to the factory workers about, hey, what are these issues that you've gone going on personally with your married couple? And they'll talk about how they don't have any place to have sex. They don't have any place to do this. He'd provide them with contraceptives and safe sex ideas and tips to where couples would be able to start having relations with each other and start loving each other again. Because I personally believe that's not, that's what Reich did not get as a child. So he really focused on people being able to establish that relationship again. And he would give them these tools and then, the people who were working in these factories as communists who were getting paid dirt cheap money just to work and die would realize, hey, there's more to life besides this. I need to go have a family. I need to go have a life. I need to go do this. And the communists, and not sure the Nazis, they kicked him out of the psychological observatories and kicked him out of the country and burned all of his books as well back in the 1930s. And it was because he was helping people get out of these negative sexual situations where they were having sexual trauma and stuff like that. And I, I personally will take that and I'll expand it to all emotions. And I think Wilhelm Reich did as well later on in his life. Right, right, right. Now, just to clear things up for people, because we said he was in Germany. He was born in what's now Ukraine, but was, was then Austria and Hungary. Uh, and his parents were Jewish. So yeah, being in Germany was probably a... Bad idea. A, yeah, well, no, I mean, it was probably a deadly risk, right? So, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I don't know whether he was hiding the fact that he was Jewish or maybe if he, if he left before things got bad. But yeah, it says he was part of the Communist Party of Austria, which is interesting because when you said communist, I was like... Yeah, how does that make sense? The Nazis hated the communists, but I guess this was before World War II, so they didn't, they didn't, you know, totally hate the communists yet. And there were communists in Germany too, as part of the Communist Party of Germany. So look at that, interesting stuff. I did not know about that at all, and that's probably why he was on the radar of the CIA and others, because back then during the McCarthy era. When he came to the United States in 1939, you know, he was 
you know, right before the whole communist panic. And I think that's when he ran into trouble was in the forties and fifties when during mm -hmm. McCarthyism. So yeah, that probably get, you know, posed some problems for him being associated with the communists like that. Yeah, for sure. And also his, he got kicked out and then he started writing books on the communists and he, first of all, uh, Hitler hated him. Hitler knew about him and hated his ideology because he pointed out the fact that communism and fascism are two sides of the same coin. And they're, it's basically the right version, right, right and left version of the same system. And that they're both for the like enslavement of mankind and not, not allowing you to kind of unlock your true potential. And they both have very similar control mechanisms. And Reich wrote a book about that when he got back to America and kind of pissed a lot of people off. So, yeah. 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 Well, I'm sure Hitler was easy to piss off. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to orgone and what Reich termed organomy, I'm glad you brought that to my attention because, yeah, I was under the misimpression that he was obsessed with orgasms. And yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Maybe it's part of the disinformation campaign against him. But, but the orgonomy, it's interesting because this is like, it's a lot more comprehensive of an idea to suggest mm -hmm. that there's this organic energy that's inherent to all living things. I mean, people pretty much believe that now based on, you know, work that other people like Rupert Sheldrake and others have done. But it says here, and this is just on the wiki, uh, Albert Einstein and Reich had a five-hour conversation one evening at Einstein's residence in New Jersey. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting to think that, you know, this guy was, you know, obviously not dumb if he was talking to Einstein for five hours about these concepts, right? I mean, Einstein probably would have figured out pretty quickly that he was a quack. Unless, of course, Einstein himself was a was a quack. And hey, I'm not ruling that out. But but yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting to look at it from this angle because, you know, all the science and technology that we have is inherently anti-life. It's paid for by the military, which is pro-death. They're always obsessed with death, how they can innovate death. <laughs> And the technology that they promote does that in subtle and direct ways. You know, you got scud missiles and, uh, you know, bath cleaner filled with scud toxins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's everywhere. Yeah. You've also got all of the food that we consume from the supermarket, right. basically all of it, that is sprayed with carcinogens and Roundup that is constantly being found and tested. And one of the major things that I'll be talking about is how we can break free of this supermarket disaster that we've gotten ourselves into. And we can start growing food for ourselves with the help of Organite and different permaculture techniques and help get ourselves out of this poisoning that we've been brought ourselves into. And we can freely release from it if we put in the time and effort. It's just a matter of having the will to do that. And I mean, some people obviously can't. And there's people who live in, let's say you live in an apartment complex. You can't build a food forest inside of an apartment. However, there's a lot of community centers and areas that you can uh, start getting public funding to and start saying, hey, 
any specific garden area around me is able to be turned into a food producing thing. And if you have that charge with organite and let's say you put some biochar in there and you make the energy and the compost pure and not sprayed with chemicals, you'll have positive energy food that's in front of you instead of stuff that's being sprayed with deadly chemicals that are probably resonating at a really negative frequency considering what they do to it. If you think about everything as a frequency mess, like everything takes on the frequency of what you consume. And if you're consuming negativity, you're going to express negativity and you're going to absorb negativity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty evident as we start to see how technologies that were once thought of as innovative and progressive are now kind of, you know, decaying and failing. Uh, You know, the medical industry has plenty of examples of that. But but yeah, when it comes to Wilhelm Reich, he was certainly an innovator and folks like that are usually met with doubt and, you know, superstition and all sorts of other negative reactions. So Let's get into, you keep saying the phrase, let's get in, we'll get into that. Let's get into it now. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into, I said, let's get into multiple different things. Let's start with what's next. Um, I, I want to talk about, let's go a little bit into the pyramids. I, I, the pyramids that uh, organite pyramids, you can make pyramids that are very similarly energetically active, like the pyramids that are placed all around the world on ma- microcosmic levels. So um, the pyramid of Giza is is called a Cheops pyramid in the shape of it. It is made at the angle of the golden ratio. It is eight sided instead of four sided. Two sides of the pyramid are concave, meeting each other in the center, and it improves the energy flow. Fun fact, uh, energy flow doesn't like to flow well with four sides and walls. One of the reasons why I don't like modern homes nowadays, because it's all it's a rectangle or a square and everything's in boxes. When you're talking about energy flow mechanics, even with water, 90 degree angles are not good for energy flow. And so the ancients created the Cheops pyramid, which was eight sided. So it folded in a little bit and it gave the energy and ability to flow all the way around. Right. Um, and so I, in my organic pyramids, I've been constantly improving. I uh, have other pyramids that if you go on my Instagram or go onto my website, which I'll do a quick plug is W.O.R.E.G.O.N dash i-t-e dot c-o-m and um, you'll see pyramids on there they're not the cheops pyramids but my the next pyramids i will be creating are all going to be cheops pyramids so i just want everybody to know unless there's one other pyramid that i will be creating which is a uh, spikier one called a nubian pyramid it, uh, it actually resonates with the third eye chakra but the cheops pyramid is um there are also capstones that are, was placed on the Pyramid of Giza, and it was a golden capstone, and this was able to act as a superconductor, and it was able to pull energy into the, keep it in the pyramid and amplify it. Um, the Giza pyramids contain copper rods in large amounts of quartz granite, which is clear quartz inside of granite. They echoed the same concept design as what organite technology has. 
They're giant pyramids that are in the sacred geometrical structure that have large amounts of steel or not steel, but copper inside of them. And they have a lot of quartz in it as well. And the chambers inside of the Giza pyramid are at specific places where you can incorporate resonance technology and have positive outcomes. Fun fact, you, if you have organite pyramids and place them around garden areas, it can greatly boost the health of plants. Ancient pyramid builders would see greatly increased crop yield and the humidity and health of all life around it was increasing. You're adding life force energy into the environment around you. And that's what the ancients were doing with these pyramids. That's why they're all around the, everywhere on the earth. Um, you have even pyramids that are the same mathematical ratios and structures in Mexico as the ones in the Giza pyramid, which if they weren't communicating, then how is that possible? I'll just say but I incorporate all of this uh, sacred geometry and all of these different mathematics that have been used by Reich and by the ancient pyramid builders into the creation of the pyramids that I make. Mm. I, there's this specific technology called monoatomic gold. It is this powdered white substance that is, you're able to even consume it. It's a superconductor. So you can literally amplify your consciousness or raise your consciousness by consuming this monoatomic gold. But you can also place it inside of the resin and mix it in there. And it makes the whole resin like much more electrical capacity. Now, so on that point of monatomic gold, how do you recommend someone go about attaining that? Because when I first heard about this, I did some research and it, it seems pretty dodgy, right? Like you got these websites that are selling it and, you know. They're selling you like bottles of liquid with monoatomic gold in it. I mean, and it's usually pretty expensive. So do you recommend people take that kind of risk so or are there trusted sources I, to get it? I have a specific brand that I'll use. I'll, I'll give it a play. I'm not officially associated with them, but the brand is called Suspended Solutions. You can buy it on Amazon. And the person who makes it is a certified hermetic philosophy major and also is a certified Reiki instructor, Reiki instructor, sorry. And the Reiki will draw out, I'm not a Reiki instructor, I'll say for first of all, I have not done a lot of research into Reiki, but I know that when you take a, a hermetic values and alchemy and all of this is very important in the creation of monoatomic gold, you're extracting elements from inside of certain things and it's very complex. And so I personally trust people who have had a lot of experience with alchemy and with the hermetic knowledges. I, this is, that's how I got into all of this. And so I would recommend suspended solutions, monoatomic gold. You can even, I'll take the caps and I'll put some in my mouth, but I'll also, you, it, it'll raise, it raises your pH almost like so your electrical frequency, your capacity for, for electricity is raised with the superconductors of the monoatomic gold. That's what the science is at least on it. And they would also place this monoatomic gold inside of the, there is an arc that was inside of the king's chamber in the Giza pyramid. And the ancient hermetics and the Egyptians would make this monoatomic gold in, I think it was the Hathor temple was where it was created. And then um, they also put this monoatomic gold, which also is known to be called manna, I will say, and you can bake it into bread. So I will, and that's a common way people will use it. And if you have any other connections out there, there either probably a connection between them, but um, this monoatomic gold was placed inside of this electrical arc that was inside of the Great Pyramid's King's Tomb. And 
people, some people would say, I think probably this is the same arc that the, uh, the, in the Exodus, Moses took the Ark of the Covenant out. I believe that somehow there was probably an exchange from the ancient Hermetics to the Jewish people of the Ark of the Covenant. You, I personally, this is just a theory, uh, but I think that the ancient Hermetics previously, the Egyptian culture, was much more aligned with true source knowledge and wisdom and were much more connected to the earth than they were probably during the times of the when they had the Israelites there. And I believe that you could say that the Israelites were more connected to that source, more connected to God at the state of where the Egyptians were at that point compared to the Jewish people. And there's a chance that when Pharaoh let the people go, he also lost the Ark of the Covenant. And this Ark that had the manna, the monoatomic gold, was following with the Israelites and giving them the connection to God. And they learned how to use this technology and they knew how, they learned through time how to put it inside of a sarcophagus, or not sarcophagus, inside of a temple and resonate and elevate the technology with the stones and stuff. So the Israelites stole the Pharaoh's magical stuff. All I'm going to say is that the outside dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant exactly are the same size of the inside dimensions of the sarcophagus inside of the king's chamber. Wow. I'm not going to throw shade at the Pharaoh. I'm not going to throw shade at the Israelites. <laughs> Don't do that in this day and age. <laughs> and I will say <laughs> that is I will say that um electrically when you're talking about mechanics about like energy mechanics, it makes a lot of sense to have an electrical arc like that in there. You literally have the sarcophagus, you have the electrical arc it all matches in terms of etymology. And I don't think that's just a coincidence. Mm. And so when I make my organite pyramids, I specifically will place certain things such as quartz crystals, or I talked about my last podcast a lot about the rodent coil, which was specifically placed in the heart or in the center where the king's chamber would be placement wise. And so this, it's like a certain spot within the pyramid where since the energy is flowing upwards, you have condensation and there's certain, let's say golden spots at certain spots vertically in the pyramid. When you place a quartz or a rodent coil or an arc in that part of the pyramid, you're able to amplify the energy and continue to send it upwards at a higher rate. And then it hits the capstone, it hits the top and the tip, and it's all condensed in you. You have all of the energy mechanics that happen and all the benefits from that. Wow. So you're essentially creating like a mini version of what we see engineered in the pyramid, which is interesting because many people have joined me on the show and said that the pyramid seems like it's a device, not a house. It is a machine. You know, it's not so, a tomb or, or some kind of just no. a box. <laughs> yeah, it's a machine. It's a device. It's a it's yeah. working, functioning, purposeful mm-hmm. object. And this device or tool is an amplifier of the human consciousness. There's a lot of things that the ancients were doing. And the problem is if a lot of people in here that are going to be listening to this have information on the light and dark occult. They know things, they've heard things. You have to understand that these are completely different 
expressions of the same energy. You have, it's like the law of polarity where you have one pole on one side that's the negative and you have one pole on the other side that's the positive. There are people who've been on this podcast that say how the Pyramid of Giza is a death weapon and it's a, it can be a bunch of other things. And here's the thing, you have so much energy. If you were to go into that pyramid with negativity and negative intentions and know how to utilize that negative intention, you probably could make a death ray. If your consciousness, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. This is purely theoretical. But like, if you go into it with that negative intention, there's a chance. But I believe that the the builders of the pyramid were completely focused on source consciousness, focused on God, focused on all of this wisdom that is for the betterment of the human self. They were the originators of the concept of the alchemy of the soul. The alchemy of the soul is the fact that you can make the soul lighter by taking these negative energies that you've been absorbing and you analyze them and you face them and then you can turn it and transmute it in the positive energy. And you can take that concept of alchemy and apply it in anything you can do. You can apply it in your mental state, but you can apply it physically in science as well. Um, There's a lot of people who have been. Well, and there's so much that our myths and legends and religions point to about these, like, you know, angry gods or powerful beings that had, you know, mm-hmm. low moral character. And what if that is the real truth behind the pyramid, that this was a positive, beneficial device that uplifted consciousness and it, it you know, through the political hierarchies of the ancient world fell into the wrong hands and was used for bad turning the Sahara into a desert and all the other, you know, arid regions around that central location. You have to wonder if that's not the result of some sort of ancient cataclysm or ecocide. I mean, we've seen the same thing happen just in the past 80 years with the Aral Sea shrinking and disappearing because of different things that Russia was doing over there. So yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, people don't necessarily think about that the pyramids were at one time in a, a spot that resembled like the Congo, you know, like they were in a, a lush, very rainforest-like environment and at certain, a certain point in history there was a desertification that took place and yeah we're just beginning to understand how that sort of thing can happen but when it comes to the organite pyramids in our own home maybe we can achieve this sort of positive alignment attunement harmony on a small macro scale or micro scale how big do you think people can go like Obviously, you do custom orders and whatnot. I'm sure you have your limits, but have you ever experimented or seen people experiment with like a piece of organite the size of a car or the size of a house, like massive pieces of organite? So people have, and I will say the one really important thing, you mentioned how the Giza pyramids turned the whole the whole Sahara into a desert. And what I believe happened with that was how um, you have the degradation of the shape of the pyramid itself. There were mechanics that had to be maintained inside of it with the resonance chambers. And you had the limestone caps. The whole pyramid of Giza used to be completely white limestone caps going up to the top and a gold stone ca- uh, capstone. And there was a bunch of things that you had to maintain with it. As soon as people started taking things away from this and not maintain it, 
you start to generate something called DOR, which Wilhelm Reich called dangerous orgone radiation. There's a positive and there's a negative to everything. I honestly have summed it up to the feelings metaphysically of positivity and negativity that you can express in the body. I think it's really as simple as that, but people are trying to put scientific words on it and this and that. I think it's all the same thing that's connected, but that's besides the point. The DOR, as soon as you have a lot of positive energy that let's say you have six generations of pharaohs who don't know how to use this technology and it goes to ruin. It starts emitting this DOR, this negative energy. And it's because you have so much potential. If you don't maintain the potential, it can start to turn on you. It's like with great power comes great responsibility. It's that kind of idea. And so a lot of people will make large pyramids. And if you know how to create it right, there are a bunch of ways that you can make organite wrong. You have to have a 50% metal ratio to the resin, and you have to have plenty of quartz crystals, in my opinion, to continue to transmute that energy and not let that DOR collect inside of the pyramid itself. People used to make orgone, which was just steel and resin, no crystals, and it would just collect this DOR, which is good for a time being until it just becomes filled with the negativity. And then you don't actually are, you're not doing anything good for your environment. You're doing things bad. So that's what I'm saying. Certain people have built large pyramids or large pieces. And if you don't do it with the right ratios, it's not as powerful as it's generates dangerous radiation. That's not positive for yourself. And it's, you're actually generating negativity for yourself. There are people that make giant pyramids and do it right, but you have to know how to. It's a really fine craft that's taken me a long time to learn myself. Right, right. And to be clear, um, with this small household-sized pieces of organ, um, can that same thing happen? Is there like a way of cleansing or re-attuning your organite if it is producing too much DOR? Okay, so all pyramids in general will absorb this DOR. Pyramids as a shape itself are positive for the environment. But if you don't have that 50% crystal or 50% metal, at least, it's going to throw off the structure. You don't pull in the DOR as much. And it kind of screws with it. It's like, let's say you half program a computer and then you say the app is good and you send it out to everybody. It's going to be filled with bugs. You can't necessarily see the bugs, but like it's going to be happening. It's going to not work as well. It's You can definitely, people who are sensitive to energies will be able to sense a very powerful orgone piece and be able to tell that something else is not powerful. If you go on Am after this podcast, if you listen to it, and if you go on Amazon and search up Organite and you see a piece of Organite for $15, 20 bucks, you need to make 100% sure that there is 50% metal in that resin. And if even if there's a bunch of cool rocks in there, they're probably not real even, but even if they are, you need that metal to be able to attract that energy and then you can transmute the energy with the crystals but if you don't have enough of the attractant energy it's not going to work properly and so i can guarantee my pieces and there are other people out there that make very authentic organite that i could recommend because i've learned from these people and i'm very thankful to the community of people who are dedicated to continuing this craft that's kind of brand new and very suppressed so 
there are ways, there's even more things I haven't even probably learned myself that are able to make this organite safer and more effective. I hate those two words together, but make it more powerful for the area and make sure you're not capturing DOR that you can't transmute. But once you have the two, the stuff down, which I can guarantee that my stuff I make with the most positive of intentions, and I've done hours and hours and hours of endless research on the mechanics of the energy and ways to make sure that I'm helping people through this and not hurting people. I just want to give people and say, let people know that I also make the boards and I make the tables. And then I just let people know where to find me because I'd love to let people know where I am because I've, yeah. Tell them. Yeah, no, tell them. This is, I mean, this is a beautiful piece that Isaac was kind enough to make for me. Nice and uh, thick here. And yeah, we do, we are going to talk more about this in the part two. Don't worry. We will have a chance to give people all the information they need. And I'm not going to put this out without, you know, recording with you and like getting your, the info to promote products and whatnot don't worry about that okay awesome but yeah let's any you know we don't want to if we don't want to like just stop abruptly which this isn't so abrupt oh no yeah wrap it up let me know what else is on your mind so i want to let everybody know one more time that you everybody should start growing their own food and even if you don't use my pieces uh i would recommend charging it with organite and you can just look, see yourself the effects. You'll be able to tell if you do a control trial, you'll be able to see there's differences. I'm just trying to get this information out there specifically because I want to help break away from the system. I want everybody to help break away from the system. And so I would really recommend doing that. If you really want to go above and beyond, um, I have these custom cutting boards and tables that I can make that are always going to be infused with real organite energy. And you can charge your food that you've already made. It can be from the grocery store. It doesn't have to be your own food. It can be any food and it will restructure and it will help help the food itself just energetically. And I would recommend putting pyramids or other devices. Just uh, You can even you do a puck. I recommend putting them inside of your fridges. It can be a food preservative. Pyramids itself have been studied for food preservation and they have very good effects. Uh, my website is organ the state o-r-e-g-o-n dash i-t-e dot com all of my products are on instagram organ dot i-t-e and uh, you can shoot me an email about anything you'd like to build if you have any ideas or have any questions about anything you heard uh, you can message uh, o-r-e-g-o-n i-t-e 528 at gmail.com and we can talk about any design you want to do if you want a giant dining table that's infused with organite i could do it if you want i can do literally anything i specialize in pyramids and special chakra pyramids that can help people align with certain energetic imbalances they have within themselves if you're interested in something like that shoot me a message i have a lot of information i can't get into all of it right now but I'm an open book. So I encourage people to just look me up, shoot me a message. Don't feel obligated to, if anything, just do some more research on Organite and all the people. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people who don't like this and who have intentionally been selling fake Organite. Look at what I've said and look around and see, see all the people who are not doing the real stuff. And there are definitely people that are doing real things. Just make sure you got that metal inside of there and the crystals. Beautiful. 
Well, right on. That's a good way to wrap up this part one. And we're going to be jumping back into this conversation. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, don't worry. We'll be right back in a moment. And it's about that time of the episode where we go to the ads. If you'd like to listen to every episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast ad-free, go over to patreon.com slash mftic and sign up for as little as $5 today. Not only do you get every episode ad-free, but you also get bonus episodes, other podcasts that I've done exclusive for Patreon members only, and my family thinks I'm crazy secret vault episodes available for supporters only. So go there. That's where you get the most bang for your buck. We also have a Substack if you prefer Substack. And we've got Rockfin for all of the video viewers. So go and check that out. And of course, YouTube as well. But hey, there's ads there. And uh, speaking of ads, here's some ads. Is there a specific part that you would like to start asking me a question on? Well, I do want to know, you know when it comes to the items you have prepared, like what are some things people should know about Organite in the home? Maybe yeah. some of the hazards of the modern world, the subtle hazards, toxins, okay. things like that. And maybe what Organite can help mitigate or help help us, you know get over awesome yeah for sure so organite is great for the overall electric electromagnetic health of your body and it is able to basically act as a shield for any electromagnetic radiation that is around you excuse me there you can like imagine all the cell towers around us and the even your wi-fi routers in your homes that are emitting negative EMF radiations. You even your phones, or phone and your laptop, everything that's constantly around us all the time now in this 21st century world, it's all emitting a negative vibration, a negative frequency towards you. And your body will be affected by it in very subliminal ways that you don't necessarily notice. And but it'll when you're able to detach from it with an organite piece. And you'll be able to notice a lot more lifted brain fog and stuff like that. Honestly, it's like all these frequencies are constantly going around you and you're, you may not be hearing it, but your brain is trying to process these things and it's just creating a fog. And Organite's able to kind of lift that fog around you and you're able to look around with new eyes, essentially. I can attest to that myself. It's funny. For a while, um, one of my big interests was... Uh, wire wrapping crystals and mm-hmm. the first crystal that I ever got kind of coincided with me learning about a lot of things that now are on my bookshelf you know like a lot of the yeah. topics and subjects that I was becoming interested in but before I ever bought a crystal uh, I bought a piece of organite after reading something about organite on the internet I found something that was 
really cheap. I mean, it was probably so mm-hmm. cheap that you probably wouldn't stand by qu- the quality of a piece like this. I mean, I've seen the stuff you do. It's leagues above that. But Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, But the piece, as minuscule as it was, um, it definitely coincided with this shift in consciousness, at least in my life. I mean, you know, there's always the whole chicken or the egg. What came first? Was I already on that? path and then this just happened to be a part of it or you know the crystals as well because since then i've collected i mean i probably have a couple hundred different crystals and all sorts of pendants i've wrapped from other another hundred or so crystals and i didn't i've never really worked with organite too much just because of the whole you know it's not easy to find a good source and that's Partly why I felt like having you on as a guest was a great idea for this show because there are folks in the audience who are interested in Organite. And, you know, if you go on Amazon and they don't necessarily have a link to the podcast that the seller was on so you can, you know, hear their process or they might not necessarily have like a YouTube channel to talk about their Organite creation process. So, yeah, I, it's a cool resource to have you here for all of us organize i don't know what would it be enthusiasts enthusiasts yeah i was trying to i was gonna say organutters or something but then i was like no no, don't say that yeah don't that's too nutty uh organ (laughs) organiters yeah but or the organites um oh i like that one (laughs) but yeah there's tons of people in the audience who are not so skeptical about this kind of stuff and are willing to to try it out but it's just hard to find the right source. So I don't mean to take us off track from where we were, but I just felt like mentioning that I can attest to Organite's ability to facilitate change in consciousness and I think a positive change in consciousness at that. Yeah. I personally, it's funny, You, your first experience was with an Organite piece, but my first experience with this metaphysical world was through crystals because I listened to your show and I heard about your talk about crystals and how you wire wrap pendants. And you got me super interested in crystals and what in the metaphysical nature of it and the benefits of certain vibrational structures and the crystals and the frequencies and all how the colors will interact differently with the, uh, your body and how you can specifically touch crystals and have an energetic release. I was experimenting with these things because of your show. And it was like, I, I was starting to like actually notice profound spiritual advancements within myself as well. And eventually through going through this crystal collection process, I, I had a bunch of crystals around me. I started learning about Organite and I was like, Oh, I, all these crystals around me, I can put into my organite pieces and I can enhance them and amplify the vibration of these crystals. And I, uh, you can just incorporate the resin, which is the organic material, which is able to pull in the energies around you. And then the metal is able to reflect that energy and also pull in a bunch of extra of it as well. And then you go into the energy mechanics of the quartz and clear quartz is very interesting because it's not like any other crystal. It's the highest vibrational crystal of all of the crystals. I mean, unless you talk about even more higher vibrational clear quartz crystals, but sorry, that's going off on a bit of a tangent. But no, I get you. To be clear, what you mean is like there are variations of quartz, just like there are variations of, let's say, uh, ducks, right? Like not all yeah, ducks sure. are the same species. Not all quartz are the same mineralogy, you know, yeah. whatever, right? So strain maybe. 
And when you talk about strain, uh, interesting, you talk about strain. I will talk about like uh, mar- marijuana. When you have a different strain for like a sativa or an indica, you can have very profound differences in the effect of the body. And so just like the creation and the, the chemical makeup of the weed is different, your crystals, the different types of creations, the way they were hardened in the ground for thousands of years is going to change the metaphysical nature of them too. There's everything is spiritually symbolic. I've come to when you really do a lot of research, there's a lot of symbology that you can pull into like a softer rock is going to be helping you more with comfort or helping you with protection. And then like a higher vibration, hard, like super high under pressure, clear quartz will help amplify and transmute consciousness. Like they're very different effects within the body and they're different effects that you can have within the mind as well. And so you can incorporate this all into organite technology. I have done a bunch of research on how specific chakras will work with different crystals and how you can help like boost and help heal specific chakra energies with specific crystals incorporated with organite. Mm-hmm. Right on. Now, that's something that the average person might have trouble getting their heads wrapped around. But yeah, it's pretty evident in other facets of life that there are frequencies and vibrations that help us understand the degrees of energy that different seeming objects or living things, uh, you know, resonate with. And crystals are no different. They, they resonate with even different planets you know, different types of people. I mean, it gets deep. And, you know, I think the reason why people ultimately have trouble wrapping their heads around this is because we live in a materialist paradigm that tells us that consciousness is an accident. When you really start to look into it, and I think most people on the show intuit this, whether they know it or not, but we live in a world that's consciousness first, a world that's predicated on consciousness, whatever that is, this ineffable mind, new sphere, universal consciousness, however you want to understand it. But I think that's why things like crystals work. And it's not that each crystal has its own little brain. I mean, I'm not saying that it can't think on its own. There are people who have suggested that as wacky as that might sound. But in a way, a crystal does have a consciousness, and then you can extrapolate maybe that consciousness could think, right, as any consciousness that humans know, right? I mean, for the most part, we even understand animals, you know, and their thoughts, right? So we might not be able to read their minds or anything like that, but we can perceive that they're not just merely following some sort of genetic impression or instincts. They're thinking about their actions and even imprinting those thoughts and adaptations into their DNA for the next generation. So I think crystals, they work in a similar way because if you think about it, a crystal is a raw material that is in the form of well, if you can hold it in your hand, it's rather large, right? So it's a rather large form, you know, and the range goes all the way up to huge cave crystals, uh, all the way down to the minerals in your bloodstream, right? So if there are minerals in our bloodstream, there are minerals in our body, there, those are literally crystals. There's things like magnetite in our brain, you know, we're all made of these composite parts and then you take one of those composite parts a large piece of it 
you're, you're, you're just going to assume that it has no effect. I think, no, it's, I mean, maybe I'm just babbling on here. So stop. Me no, if, no, no, no. <laughs> sorry. I, I don't mean I was, it's really interesting what you're saying. And one thing I wanted to say is it was an interesting connection. You're talking about how people say things are like, there's a consciousness to everything. Everything inherently does have a consciousness because it exists. And if you're under the impression that it all emanates from the mind of God, God can't be unconscious. If it's made of light particles that are, and if God is light, then all of these things around us have to be conscious to a certain degree. There's studies that have shown that plants specifically have a consciousness. And if you go to a plant with harm, if you look at it on a frequency level, it'll start spiking negative energies if you go to try and harm it. Also, you're taught if you t- think about people who practice like spoon bending, you can have people who use say you um, recognize the consciousness of the spoon and it, it's like you have to interact with it on a certain consciousness level and then it allows you to bend the spoon. I've never done spoon bending before, but I've heard from a lot of people that it is something that exists. And the way that people describe it is that you're connecting to the consciousness of it. And I think like placebo is a big thing. If you're connecting to the consciousness of a crystal and of an or whole organite piece, because it's all vibration and all, it's all high frequencies. If you, if it has a loving intent that's put into it, I know at least my pieces do. And so that there's a consciousness of love within organite or a consciousness of something. It depends on what the creator puts into it. It depends on how it's created, but everything has a consciousness and a frequency and a vibe that it gives off. So you can, that's what a lot of like light and black magic people will do is they'll edit, they'll alter what the vibration of something is, or they'll alter, alter what the feeling you give off of something. That's kind of what curses are and stuff like that you've had as well. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent now myself, but. No, that makes sense. Now it kind of, it kind of brings us back to Organite because I'm curious, you know, people might think about Organite as this totally new thing. It's like completely an invention but when you really break it down, I mean, is Organite not just kind of implementing a crystal and then using this kind of medium that is the resin, putting metal in there? You know, the resin itself isn't quite the device. It's really the crystals and the metal and the geometry at play. It'd be kind of like, you know, someone who's unfamiliar with modern technology looking at a cell phone and thinking like, oh, what kind of magic glass is this? Not (laughs) understanding that there's, you know, um, technology behind the screen, right? So is it kind of similar with these organite pieces? Like the resin is not really the, what, where the magic is happening, so to speak? So all, every single part of an organite piece is contributing to its function. Just like... I like to tie in my pyramid buildings and my organite to the pyramid functions of the ancient Egyptians. And the fact is that like every single part of the creation of like the Egyptian pyramids was to help enhance the energies of the pyramid. And when I'm creating my organite pyramids, I'm drawing from the same energies that the pyramid builders were trying to do, which was they were drawing on orgone energies as well. It's the Giza pyramid is a giant orgone generator that is built to the specifications of the human chakra system, which is why it's so benefit. The pyramid structure is so beneficial to our bodies as well. But the pyramids that I build are um, very similar. Sorry. 
Yeah, and we were talking about that earlier in the conversation about how the pyramid plays into the overall aspiration in a way behind Organite, although I don't know if Wilhelm Reich was studying the pyramids, but people who understand the pyramids have contributed in some way to the function of the Organite, right? Can you maybe get back into that a little bit more? Because anytime we talk about the pyramids, people are usually all ears. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. I'd love to talk about them. So one thing that I want to bring up is that uh, there's a man that lived a while ago. His name was Leonardo da Vinci. You've probably heard of him. And everybody has probably heard of him who's listening to this. There was a time that Leonardo da Vinci went to, uh, he had a, went for a break and no, they publicly did not know where he was. It turns out studies show that he went to Egypt and he went and he studied the pyramids. Leonardo da Vinci was an excellent cartographer as well as he was a painter. And Leonardo da Vinci was mapping out the whole entire structure of the pyramid. And when he got back from Egypt, he made two different paintings. The first one was the Vitruvian Man, which it's not a painting, but it's a sketch. You look at photos of the Vitruvian Man, um, and there are specific lines on the Vitruvian Man. You, If you take these lines and you transpose it onto the Giza Pyramid, it lines up perfectly. And you also look at a metaphysical view, and the lines are exactly the same spots as the chakras in the human body. And so the ancient Egyptian pyramid builders were utilizing this biofield tuning chakra energy release systems to help purify and enlighten the body and clear energy blockages on a much more macro scale than what I'm doing with the organite pyramids. But on a microcosmic scale, I'm using every single piece of technology and every single piece of knowledge with ancient pyramid geometries and specific placements of energy structures to help amplify the energies in the vibrational structure itself. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Maybe we maybe we need some visuals. There's a book I have yeah. called Pyramid Power, but um I could pull up a picture on the if you want to screen share it for yourself, yeah. but yeah, show the picture and then send it to me afterwards so I can include it in the show somehow. All right, put okay. it in the in the links. Totally. So what the more important information behind this was for most people who won't end up seeing this, look up Vitruvian man and uh, transposed over the Merkaba. Um, ah, okay. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the pyramid, the lines on this Merkaba, on this Vitruvian man, are the exact same spots that the king's chambers and the queen's chambers are inside of the pyramid. Um, And when you look at the Pyramid of Giza, I was talking about in the last section how you had the king's chamber that was the arc, and it was the electrical arc. Uh, The significance of that is because the exact spot, that arc, is where the heart chakra is inside of your body. When you go in this, uh, if you transpose all the symbolism together and you look at everything like you have semi-transparent papers and you put it all together at once, the heart chakra is where the king's chamber would be. And there is an electrical arc system that was the power. Imagine it being literally your heart. And it is where the metaphysical energy and where the spirit and matter merge together. And that's where you have really powerful manifestation, like uh, thing energies when you are talking about chakra work. 
when you go really deep into chakra work, the heart chakra is specifically the manifestation chakra where you have the energies that go into all of those things. Okay. Right. Right. And this came up on a different podcast I was on, unless it came up uh, earlier in our conversation and <laughs> the lapse in time I'm forgetting, but the heart chakra, you know, it seems like that's a big part of the paradigm that we're in. I think it was when I was speaking with Brad Olson that this came up. This episode didn't get released yet as of when we're recording this, but yeah, Brad Olson, he made a point about people's heart chakra not being engaged in, um, in like the way they think and how our minds are kind of in two places, like our root chakra and our, and our throat chakra in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. You're in a very good point. So a lot of people are going through really hard times right now. And the thing about the heart chakra being deactivated is when you're talking about heart chakra energy, the energies that you're talking about is uh, on the left side of your heart chakra, you have the feelings of sadness, grief, loss, and depression. And on the right side, you have the feelings of saying yes when we mean to say no and when we have to over care for people and accommodate for things that we don't want to be accommodating for. And there's been a lot of that having happened in the last three or four years that have been causing blockages inside of a lot of people's heart chakras emotionally because you have, you've had a lot of loss. You've had a lot of people who've been majorly depressed and been put on different like benzos and different... Um, bad medical devices that are just helping to just suppress all of these feelings and not let them actually express their emotions properly. And then they end up going and doing horrible things or they end up just having, not being able to properly deal with these feelings. And then they, it turns into worse and worse things is the more you don't deal with it. And so the heart chakra energy being deactivated is also saying that we're not operating from a basis of love as a society. As a society, we are focused on ourselves. We are on our root chakra. We're wanting to just be totally focused on ourselves. We're focused on materialism. We're focused on wanting to just better our own needs. And we're really not focusing on loving others and focusing on being give, giving and being generous towards people with our time and with our emotions and listening to people. There's a lot of love that's been lost. That's really a lot of the things that like, I'll go back to the teachings of Christ. Like the main thing Jesus Christ talked about in his teachings was to love others and to love God and to love yourself. And everything around us is the essence of God. Everything has the consciousness of God around us. So we're supposed to be loving to all of creation. And when we're not operating from, with this flowing heart chakra energy within, our, within ourselves, we're not giving that gratitude and love to everything and everyone around us. And it's causing negativity to be spun towards us as well, karmically. So, yeah. 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 It's definitely something that I think society would be better served by integrating a lot of these concepts into, you know, health and medicine. Not that yeah, there isn't sure. holistic resources available for people, but you know, I have a hard time finding the right doctor when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, when it, yeah, me too. When it comes to somebody who I 
can trust is not going to hear me talking about organite and think, oh, that's nuts. You know, what are you talking about? This pyramid heals your what? (laughs) You know, but yeah, we have a real, you know, lack of understanding on, on a society level when it comes to the subtle realm around us, the, you know, invisible world that these organite pyramids and pieces interact with, right? This is something that we can't see with our eyes, but I'm sure you can attest to the, you know, change that can occur when you start putting these things around your home, Uh, not just like consciousness, but health too. Yeah, it's been a lot of things. And honestly, one of the biggest things that I would say, synchronicity booster has been like crazy for me personally. And, and that's like, it's all and an, anecdotal evidence. Like it, I'm not saying it's anything like, I'm not going to say you're going to have more synchronicities if you buy my organite, but like, I like the synchronicities between when I make certain pieces that are super powerful or are super like heavy energy with certain things. And then the things that happen related to those types of energies within me and in the world around me is absolutely insane. It's almost like it literally is a movie and I'm playing it out. And, and I'm also healing through all of these things. Every single night I'm able to go through meditations and help heal myself and let go of negativities inside of myself and help turn them into things that I'm able to grow from at a personal level and when I'm interacting with other people around me. I mean, personally for me, I'll go a little personal with this. I have had a hard time with people accusing me of things in terms of like my whole entire life. I've been like, I'm always like super quick to defend myself. Go, hey, blah, 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 blah. And like try and like defend myself for being right. I've always had a lot of crazy out there views and people don't always like, they don't always have like the most positive opinions. And so like, I'll just go into instant defense mode. But then I, through specific meditations, I've like, I've learned there's no reason to go into giant defense mode and act like a crazy person because then that person's going to have that same view of yourself cemented into their brain. And you're going to act like you're going to literally manifest what they assume from you if you don't change your vibration in the way that you interact with things. So the more that you're able to be calm and loving and emit those energies in your situation around you, you're going to show by your fruit by interacting and incorporating that love energy, that heart chakra energy that you are like, you have good fruit due to your actions. And that's something personally within me, that's been a a huge revelation. And there's a lot of other things similar to that, but does that make any sense? No, for sure, man. And I'm right there with you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's personality type. Maybe it's circumstantial, but There were events in my younger life that made me feel like, uh, yeah, I was being accused a lot. So I became, I started to become defensive, you know, like, uh, I remember people would think like it was too good to be true. Some of the things that I would talk about and I'm like, I'm talking about like middle school age. And when you're a kid, like you love to make stuff up and you know make like be imaginative at least i did i don't know maybe the my peers had you know aged out of being imaginative i was always the youngest mm-hmm. in my class but but yeah i think there's something to that man i mean it's definitely it speaks to the title of my show which after a couple of years of doing this show it's kind of dawned on me more and more 
how meaningful the title of the show is because, you know, naturally when you do find things that sort of shift your paradigm, the others around you are not living in your world. You're living in theirs, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, you can't just have it your way. <laughs> Sorry, BK. Yeah. But uh, that's, this, that's the thing with like Organite. It's one of these subtle gifts. Like I remember, although nobody gifted me Organite initially, the first crystal I ever received was, I think it was around the same time that I bought the Organite piece or afterwards, but somebody gifted me this, um, I think they called it third eye obsidian, but it's like obsidian that's turquoise colored. And oh yeah, that's a really cool. I, I might have to incorporate that into my pieces. Sorry, yeah, continue. No, that, no, that's fine. Yeah, the obsidian is really cool, and for whatever reason, I, you know, and I didn't really even wear the bracelet that much. I just kind of actually broke it and then took the beads and used the beads for other things. I've um, done that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it just stuck in my consciousness, and now you know, on my desk are literally dozens and dozens of crystals i should post a picture <laughs> to instagram for people uh, for the new setup but yeah it's just something that I, I maybe i don't really think about as much anymore because now they're a part of my life but it was a huge shift for me initially <laughs> and a lot of people you know they'd be like what's that around your neck like why are you wearing that you know and oh yeah for oh, me yeah. it was always like a spiritual thing so immediately mm -hmm. I didn't really want to talk about it, yep. which yep. then I looked like a weirdo. But I also, mm -hmm. when I talked about it, I also didn't want to come off as a smart ass or somebody who yep. was trying to be like, uh, you know, holier than thou or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it kind of taught me how to like approach these conversations and situation, you know, who to talk to about certain things and who to just yeah, joke sure. with about it, you know, because... Oftentimes people are happy to just, you know, if you get in that kind of awkward situation where someone points something out or you feel like you're being accused, it's always easier to just laugh it off. I mean, because yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time you didn't do anything wrong, right? I mean, that's why exactly. you feel that, that sense anyways. But, but yeah, when it comes to my feeling about crystals, man, it was interesting because I'm not trying to give myself credit or a pat on the back or anything, but it all just like kind of came into my world and I thought about this stuff and I expressed myself through this stuff. And then I started seeing more and more people wear stuff like that. And, you know, I don't think of it solipsistically where like, oh yeah, like I started wearing it and now the whole world's like following <laughs> my lead. I think what really happened is like, I changed my reality. Like when I started wearing yeah. this stuff and resonating on this frequency, the universe brought me into more situations where other people like me were more present or more frequently seen. So that's why, you know, it's the whole thing of like, oh, you want to buy a red Lamborghini and then next thing you know, your neighbor has one, right? Like, and you see them everywhere and you're like, oh, I want this car, but... I mean, geez, I could have picked a better example than that because Lamborghini's no, not in perfect. my price it range, and it's not. I guarantee it's not in most of the listeners' price range. But either way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you get what oh, I'm no, saying. No, the metaphor is there for sure. 
You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. That's kind of like my roundabout way of, I guess, agreeing with you, but also saying like, yeah, it's, you know, our families all think we're crazy for different yeah. reasons at some point in time. I think that's a sign that you're on to, you're on to something. And if you stick with yeah. it, then you'll start to resonate with people and your family will come around too. Cause I honestly, ever since I started doing this podcast, like more and more of my family will like approach the topics that used to be taboo. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to see that change. You know, I don't think I'll yeah. change the name of the podcast, but I might be pushed to at some point. Cause who knows, maybe they'll all agree with me in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be great. And I would, it would be a big celebration if I was able to come along with you to say our families don't think we're crazy anymore. I, that's something I think we should strive towards. Uh, but it, at this point, it's there's a lot of ground that we're breaking, honestly. A lot of it is new thought and new ideas are a fear tactic or it's something that is afraid people are afraid of. People are afraid of new ideas. People are afraid of changing the old paradigm. And that's honestly the thing that you're doing on your show. You've got inside, I'm looking at a picture of you. In the picture of you, you've got a UFO and you've got a pyramid in the background. And the information behind these things are groundbreaking and they are reality changing. And you, as you're breaking ground with this stuff, the people around you have never put this into their consciousness before. These have never been thoughts of theirs. And they're now being exposed to these things through you. And it's like, for us, it's like, oh, we're coming along with a whole other wave of people who understand this and are totally getting this vibe online. And then you go back to your family who's still stuck in whatever dysfunctional pattern they've been in that you've grown from. And they think that you're absolutely insane because you honestly, like I personally, I've been doing so much better after I've had these realizations, like personally within myself. And I know a lot of other people on this journey are, and they have been, there's a lot of cool things you can learn about yourself and in the world around you when you start opening yourself up to these ideas that you put on your podcast. And specifically when you start to talk about like frequencies and technologies with that, um, are able to incorporate a lot with, um, like these crystals and metaphysical energies that are around us all the time and are not ever really recognized. Like we have people that will recognize, like you use, people will have crystals and there's a crystal in your computer right now that you don't realize is there. But the people that built that computer that are a lot smarter about that stuff realize there's power and there's ways to take advantage of these different energies that are always around us. Yeah, well, and that's part of the whole de-occulting of our modern world, you know, figuring out what's really going on. And yeah, I've long since uh, finding all this stuff thought like, well, there's no way that people with any power haven't entertained this stuff as possibly real. And what if they do and when they do with all their resources are confirmed in their suspicion that it's real? the first thing that they're going to do is try to be the only ones uh, who can control that power. And I think that happened exactly thousands and thousands of years ago and it's continued and secret societies might've keep kept those secrets about what the pyramids really did. And that's why a lot of this stuff is relegated to 
fringe new age and all that which mm-hmm. you know i think the new age is really its own thing i don't know if organite can really be considered new age i mean no I mean, wilhelm reich was not a new ager by any no, extent no, no. right so although it's been adopted by people who subscribe to that whole world um i kind of did for a while i was interested in it i didn't fully you know come out and say oh i'm channeling a being but you know i think in many well, ways like that stuff is not necessarily untrue but I, I think there's something really going on there i just i'm doubtful as to whether that's necessarily a good thing to engage with like it's like channeling and so i mean let me let you res- respond to that though yeah. about like so new he, age and organizing pyramids and just pyramids by themselves but specifically organite pyramids are energy amplifiers and that applies to any ample energy that you give it so if you come at it with a negative intention or with an intention to channel something or if you already have the ability to channel something or let's we like the cia psychic programs you have like remote viewing that a lot of people have been doing a lot of research on it. And it's a proven thing that it happens. Like your mind can go other places. When you have this amplified orgone energy, people say it's much easier for a remote viewing process or to channel something. And so you have these different occult groups that are not necessarily positive that can take this same energy. And if they don't have positive intentions with it, they can do negative things at an amplified level with this. And so when I sell to my customers, I... If I make specifically like powerful pieces, I try and make sure for a fact that I can trust the customer with the product because I don't want to be giving a product to somebody and having them do anything negative within themselves with this or try and do things that are not uplifting to the consciousness around us or uplifting to themselves. I try and help people be positive. I give people a wide array of different things they can incorporate in their spiritual practices. I try and help people boost meditation and focusing on healing different traumas within themselves so they're not stuck with these demons that are inside of them that that they're running away from. And when you use these technologies and you have a lot of demons, you need to confront those demons before you can start doing these astral projections or you can start doing these uh, lucid dreaming or stuff like that. You need to be purified. You need to be almost reborn spiritually because if you don't, if you aren't, if you don't take that time and take that deep process to work on yourself, then you're going to be stuck with a lot of baggage moving into this new time. And if you're amplifying your energies and your energies are negative, you're not going to have a good situation around you. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because Wilhelm Reich, as we talked about earlier, he didn't use the organite pyramids and organite devices the way, you know, what you create and the way what most people think of when they think of organite. He wasn't really making that kind of stuff. That was a new sort of innovation from the concepts he pushed forward. And uh, who knows, maybe if resin and all that stuff was more readily available to him, maybe he would have done it too. But maybe that was the problem. It wasn't something that you could easily get at like a hobby shop back then. But um, but when it comes to his devices, they incorporated wood. And your the piece that you made for me incorporates wood as well. 
And I know it's it, obviously I can't stand inside of this. <laughs> like, you know, he created these kind of like chambers made out of wood with different layers that would accumulate organite energy. And then you would sit inside of these, um, I guess, closet like devices. You sit in the closet and it would it would kind of, you know accumulate organite right or organ energy which is you know obviously what we've been talking about here today so uh i wonder you know for your sense of uh you know with your process like does wood come into like your calculations on energy and whatnot because you even told me exactly what type of wood this was i think he said black walnut but i could be wrong Mm -hmm. yeah so so like and that's something i've looked into with the qualities and properties of different trees, you know, cedars is regarded around the world as a sacred tree. And, uh, you know, elm has certain qualities that the Druids really preferred oak as well. So yeah, is that a part of the process or was wood involved in his device for a different reason? I mean, what are the, what's the deal with the wood involved? you, I'll touch on a, a few different things, or you, a few different really good things you brought up there. So I, I thought about what a lot, when you, I started all this from a very spiritual metaphysical lens. And so I would look at the metaphysical qualities and go deep dives on what other people would say the metaphysical qualities of certain woods were. And so black walnut is a very like metaphysically is said to be a very strong protective type of energy that flows with it. You have the ancient, uh, or not ancient, but you have like the Native American tribes as well that utilize wood in a lot of their spiritual crafts and their pieces. And constantly throughout history, you have different, specifically Native tribes that were utilizing wood specifically in most of their creations would recognize the spirit and the essence that is carried behind these things. And I try and help. I will also build pyramids that have bases that are made of wood. So you can have like a two or three inch size wood base on your pyramid. And theoretically, with how Wilhelm Reich used it is wood would act as one of those other layers inside. You would have organ accumulator boxes. You have you talk about his rooms as well. That's one of his products he had, which is, uh, you would have sheets of plywood inside of there as well in between the wool and the steel wool. And the wool, steel wool, and the plywood would act essentially as a resin and metal uh, energy bouncing back vibrationally. And it would be constantly pulling more energy out of the, it would be attracting all this energy from the people who walked inside of the room. So if they have a bunch of DOR negative energy that's inside of them, when you walk into that room, the whole entire room is sucking that negative energy out of you. And that wood just acts as another layer of that um, orgon energy pulling. And um, so I haven't done like tests on if wood benefits the effects inside of my organite pieces, but there's a lot of research that has talked about how there are deep spiritual connections with wood. And if you recognize wood as a living piece that also carries a lot of water, you have to think about the fact that there's like, probably 15% water in that piece of black walnut that you have sitting there right next to you as well. And so there, that water is conscious as well. It's a crystalline structure itself and it's communicating on a consciousness level because all water in everything is communicating on a consciousness level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And walnut trees take a really long time to grow. 
So it's got some age to it too. That's interesting. I'm sure that plays into the different dynamics of the energy of different trees and their their fruits, right? I mean, all the different things that you can get from trees. I mean, that's one, you mentioned marijuana before. That's one of the big reasons why I love cannabis is because we can save so many trees if we switch to hemp. And, you know, there's Mm-hmm, all sure. sorts of fun stuff with cannabis, but I think that's really the important factor when it comes to to what the plant's here for and why yeah. humans have this, you know, love for it. I wonder if Mother Nature almost doesn't like make certain plants special so that we plant more <laughs> of them so that they have their benefit on the earth and yeah, I mean, that's a big reason why this is such a fascinating conversation, especially with the organite in mind. Like, if we lived in a world where every house had, you know, the Wilhelm Reich principles into the foundation, like into the construction I thought about it, yeah. itself, you know, maybe not the entire house, but if every house had its own, you know, really? chamber to accumulate yeah. orgone for relaxation and meditation. I mean, I spoke with a woman who invented uh, something called the harmonic egg. I don't know that they use the word orgone at all, Mm -hmm. but I think I brought that up when I spoke with her and she says it's all the same kind of concepts. So, but yeah, maybe there's a reason they're using a different probably marketing reason. They're not using orgone as a, as a term, because, you know, I think Wilhelm Reich has patents. I don't know. I mean, maybe the government took those patents, but, I'm sure you could, like, what do you think? Is there, are there people who have tried to create those accumulators the way he created them? Aside from the example I just gave, of course. I, yeah, you, there are. So it's, the problem is, is when you start going into this orgone technology, you start opening up the whole entire world of ether physics. And the thing about ether physics is that there are so many different technologies, including that egg and a butt. Like, like you're talking millions. You have Nikola Tesla who invented hundreds of different things using this these principles in applying different philosophical and geometrical proportions in from sacred um, and ancient texts and stuff like that into his own des- designs and inventions and working with frequency technology. You had a massive cover-up of Nikola Tesla's inventions that were stolen by Donald Trump's uncle. And you have uh, Wilhelm Reich's. All of his inventions were destroyed and burned right after his death by the FDA in New York. And all of these different technologies are massively covered up specifically because there are government organizations working on the same technology and they're hiding it from us. And so these government organizations are into these elitists and you can say the like the the new world order and stuff like that. But it's a very different thing because you're talking about advanced spiritual negative groups that have been um, working on specific technologies about spiritual, our spiritual nature and trying to manipulate things and keep us in almost a transhumanist environment where we're connected to the material world and not our spiritual selves. And so there are these technologies they're using for negative intentions. And I believe they're incorporating this frequency technology into the cell phone towers and into all these, all of our phones and everything and using the negative version of this organite to specifically poison our minds and bring us down on a frequency level. And all of these technologies have been worked on in secret and 
like you had the Nazi scientists back in World War II were working on a bunch of different ether theory propulsion techniques and different weapons. And the problem is that people who are aware of these technologies will say that you can't release it to the public because there's potential negative things you can do with this advanced technology. But the thing is you can like, you can totally destroy a whole town by walking in with a knife and stabbing a couple people or there's how many millions of guns in the country of the United States that can hurt people as well. There's always the fear tactic of telling people that people are going to die because this technology comes out is a specific way to help stop the technology from coming out. But the truth is, it's just a fear tactic because when you start allowing the positivity of this technology to come out, you the people in the power structure begin to lose their power over the whole population. It, there's so many different things you can do on an individual level to free yourself from the shitstorm that is around you and that the power structure specifically puts you in to help keep you down and keep you in a negative state. Well said, man. Well said. So where does somebody begin to do that with Organite? I mean, how would someone get in touch with you? I've mentioned it on the show a ton, your website and your your Instagram, but what, like, what's the process like? Do people normally direct message you and work with you on like what they want? Do you have like custom stuff that's already available? How does that work? So there's a couple pieces that I have available that I have made that you could buy right now. However, 99% of my products I make are completely customized. And so in pyramids, people will customize the colors they want. You can customize the crystals you want to incorporate in your pyramids. Uh, you can put specific energy enhancing things I have offering that are different electrical things that will help boost the energy of the pyramids. But when you're talking about... Um, tables and stuff, I will completely start a table or a coffee table or a charcuterie board. I make great charcuterie boards that have rivers of organite flowing through the middle of them. And I've made like, I've made chakra river boards that start out with like red Jasper and then, um, like carnelian. And then you have tiger's eye and malachite lapis lazuli, then amethyst and then clear quartz for the crown chakra. And it's this, this river of this chakra river that's also a functional piece of organite that's inside of a board or a coffee table, if you'd like. And you're completely involved in every step of the process. You can choose the color of your crystal or the colors of your resin. You can choose the type of wood that you have. I can engrave anything into a piece of wood. I just made my logo and engraved it into my the first table that I ever made. Actually, there was a chunk left of it. And I engraved my logo into the table or into the chunk, and it is a very functional piece of organite. So if you were to have a, a logo of a brand or something and you wanted me to engrave it and put functional organite in the engraving, just like your piece with the yin-yang right there, I can make a bunch of different things like that. I mm. can even make any of Orgone or a lot of different Reich's pers- uh, his technologies he made. I could make cloud busters for people to help with Specifically, if you live in a dry environment around you, I could make a cloud buster to help boost the energy of your area. Or uh, if you have a garden, I specifically recommend people to grid their gardens or grid their homes. I can uh, give you a bunch of different small pyramids that you can put in specific places in your homes. And uh, you can grid it with specific energies and that energy will be flowing in your whole house and it'll help the people around you. It'll help your food even. I'll put pyramids in my fridge. I'll put them next to my food. And it helps as a wood food preservative. 
And also it puts the orgone energy inside of the food itself. Wow. Yeah, that was something that came to mind as you're mentioning the cutting boards or charcuterie boards for our fancy listeners. Uh, the, the thought that came to mind is, you know, all of the different colors in the foods we eat. One of the books on my yeah. shelf had basically goes through each chakra and tells you which foods contribute to those parts of the body that can correspond with that chakra. So uh, it's not necessarily saying like, oh, well, if you eat cauliflower, it's going to boost your crown chakra. But in a way, it kind of does because we're eating the frequency of the plant that goes into our energy body. And then the corresponding minerals go into the those corresponding organs and then that part of the body becomes healthier so in a way you know it's doing exactly that i think my, i maybe in the past had trouble with it and i like to explain that kind of stuff on the show maybe for no reason but i feel like there are people if, if maybe a small minority who listen to shows like this who are still having trouble wrapping their head around it so you know excuse me kind of uh laying out the whole food thing there. I think that's a pretty simple concept that most people can understand, right, Isaac? But when it comes to your boards, you're actually going to be boosting, let's say, the potential energy of your food, right? I mean, is that the mm -hmm. thought behind totally. it? I like to think, it's not super popular now in this day and age, but the concept of terrain theory of everything all around us and how if you change the frequency of the terrain around you, which is <clears throat> the quality of the terrain around you, you can rid yourself of the negative things that were evolved in that lower frequency. When you raise your frequency, everything around you either has to be gone and disappear uh, or it transmutes into a higher frequency itself because if your terrain is of a higher frequency, it will not inhabit something of a lower frequency. So let's say, theoretically, I'm not going to say I can unpoison foods, but on an energetic level, on a frequency level, I'm able to boost and raise the frequency of the food that you're eating before you eat it. And I'm able to, that's really interesting what you said about the food, because I didn't, I wasn't aware of the fact that certain foods and colors of foods would interact differently with your body. And I bet there's a lot of interact, a correlation between the colors of the foods and the chakras that they go and benefit as well. Yeah. Because what I noticed about, about this divine system that we live in this game, you could call it a game, you could call it a simulation, you could call it just life. Uh, God's creation is all very connected. And so it all makes sense if you go from like the reds, like let's say a strawberry or tomato or something is benefiting your root, like your bottom area. And then every different color is helping with different parts of your body. It's It really ties into everything else I've been talking about as well. It's like everything around you is categorized in these different categories. The category of the seven specifically with the chakra system is abundant in our universe and in the way that we code things mm -hmm. no for sure and kind of goes back to this whole consciousness first way of interpreting and seeing the world i think that's really fundamental to this whole paradigm shift and yeah the colors most definitely do what actor in a lot of plants surprisingly have paled over the years since all of the ag chem and that's interesting because like if these chemicals are paling fruit and making the colors less vibrant, what does that tell you about the 
you know, the real physics of what's going on here. I mean, you know, what determines so, frequency, right? And what determines So the color, life? sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. No, um, it's fine. Go ahead. So the frequency of the color, it's all determined by what's how healthy the plant is. I mean, everybody's had a plant in their home that's died. And it, you can see, like, it's, it slowly goes from green to a little bit uh lighter green and then to slowly it'll pale to a brown and then it'll be dead and but you can look on this as it, as it's growing it is not getting this required nutrients in itself to be able to produce that full green color that full green color is produced by chlorophyll which fun fact the frequency of chlorophyll resonates at the frequency of 528 which is also the green frequency and it's the frequency of one of the chakra in our body. It is the frequency of the solar plexus chakra in our body. But that's besides the point. So the it's the frequency of the um, chlorophyll is being lowered in the plant. And it's probably caused by the fact that we're flooding it with chemicals and we're not giving it proper nutrition from our soil. And also the fact that we are putting a bunch of chemicals into our atmosphere that are blocking the sunlight from being able to be transmitted to the plant itself. Chlorophyll is activated and chlorophyll is grown by sunlight. Sunlight is the fuel for the chlorophyll. So the fact that our plants are becoming lighter green is literally a proof that there is less sun energy being given to the plant itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, you know, especially when you see these people who are freaking out about the health of the planet falling right into the hands of the plans of the people who want to cool the planet, right? Like as if we need less sun. I think the opposite is true, and that's really like a whole different conspiracy. But this would be about uh, two hours considering, you know, obviously we had a break between the first and second part, but been about two hours now isaac and yeah man this is great i think people are gonna love this so just to let people know they can reach out to you through your website and in the uh, in the process there's a way that they can well they'll click a link in the episode description and then go to your page, right? And that's where the affiliate yeah, sure. thing comes in. So folks. Yeah. You, so there also, if you have the code, there's going to be a code at the end of your checkout. Okay, if you cool. are purchasing a pyramid, I have pucks available for less than $10. I have pyramids available for less than $20 at the very minimum. And these are all very powerful functional organite pieces. If you put the code MFTIC in the checkout, you will be giving yourself a 10% discount on top of those cheap prices. And you're also going to be giving Mark a bit of a kickback as well as a thank you for having him being so kind to me as well. No, thank you, brother. You've been just as kind, if not more, sending me this great piece. And uh, I don't think we've had John Sam's show yet, but we ought to get you on with uh, Sam. Yeah, that'd be a blast. Zero sure. to talk about all this stuff. I'm sure he would like to support you as well maybe get oh, a custom it. cutting board that's what i've th- that's why it came to mind because yeah. sam has been talking about wanting to learn how to cook so maybe he could use a good organite Bro, i'd love to board. make him a solid organite cutting board that it's got i can engrave his name or something into oh it. you know what you should do you can do something epic you should put um we because it's food and he's going to be cutting things on it 
You should mm-hmm. put like engrave the wood itself and then fill in the letters with organite, right? And have it say, mm-hmm. we go deep, homeboy. And, and then just put like <laughs> tinfoil hat podcast on the bottom or tinfoil hat somewhere. Because, yeah, that would be... I mean, oh man, just, that's just, so cool! Just spitballing ideas to, uh, email here. Email and go back and forth on uh, images and stuff because we're going to make this happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. And if I have to pay for it, I think I, it would be a good Christmas gift for Sam, if anything. Oh, but man. we'll yeah, at least have you on the sure. show to maybe we give it to him first so he can like be awed and wonderment by yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And I'd then love we have to you on the give show. him the personal experience. I'll throw a pyramid in there for him too. Something I'll, I'll throw in something small for him. Yeah, let's plan it. Him- let's plan to have you on the show once it's in his hands so you can kind of like walk him through it and talk to him about it while he's actually got one in his hands. That'd be dope. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I can get, we, we let, yeah, let's make it happen. Well, cool, man. Um, Isaac, this has been great. Folks listening, don't be shy. Get in touch with Isaac. Start the process on customizing your own piece. It's not too late to pick up one of the custom orders, I'm sure, for, for the holiday seasons, right? I mean, I don't want to put too much of a pinch on you, brother, but... Uh, the 14th, I'll say... Maybe custom orders are kind of out of the picture by now, I, but... Yeah, custom orders are hard. Honestly, I could get my traditional pyramids out before Christmas to probably in a present before Christmas. But I have I've got orders coming on different like sizes, slope angles of pyramids. So if you look on my website, if it's the traditional pyramid angle, it's a little bit cheaper. That I can probably get made to you before Christmas. Cool. Unless I get absolutely flooded with orders, it, we'll see. But yeah. I, I'll anything though, even your custom orders. If you just want to like have a special friend or somebody or even a family member that you want to give them this positive energy, you can say, Hey, I'll give you a cutting board or I'll give you a little table or I'll give you a piece on your wall. I can do pictures. I can do engraved pictures that are just put inside of an organite board that you can put up on someone's wall and it'll be giving them positive energy as well. At the same time, we can just make this a custom process. Say, Hey mom, I, or Hey, whoever, I don't know. I got you this thing and you're going to be able to make your own thing if you want, or this thing's going to be coming to you at whatever time I can do anything. So I'll stop rambling, but. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. No, get the gift, the process for somebody, you know, gift them like a gift card for the custom piece. That's a genius idea. So yeah, cause I want to put this episode out tomorrow as we're recording it. So people will be listening to it. Awesome. And we recorded this yesterday for the people who are listening to this whole thing now so yeah if this is something that you know someone you love someone you're planning on gifting for this holiday season and you want to help clear out some of the back stock with isaac you know with your organite you know all those pyramids you got or if you want to get the ball rolling on a custom order a gift card i've got very few back stock right now fun fact um i have a a lot of potential to make a bunch of custom orders though i'll let everybody know anything can be cheap and custom not cheap but like anything nothing has to be super expensive i can make very functional organite for not very much i like to supply this technology to people and give people the information to be able to use this for positivity when they buy it as well. I can provide pamphlets and information and different links for people to go listen to things and meditations. I'll recommend, I recommend everybody, if you get a piece of organite, I recommend listening to solfeggio frequencies for medit- uh, in meditations and prayers and allowing yourself to learn from the things that your body has inside that is trying to communicate to you. 
you don't listen and you don't hear these things that your body's trying to communicate to you until you slow down and until you start to listen. And so I try and help people take that slowing down process and use the organite, even if it's just as a symbol to tell yourself, hey, I need to slow down. I need to take a break. I need to allow myself to process the day that just happened. That's a great reminder for you to do that. And there's also a lot of scientific proof that shows just the energies itself is good for your aura, good for your mind, or good for everything around you. So, yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, thank you, Isaac. And, yeah, folks, follow up. The link is in the description. Use the promo code MFTIC for my family thinks I'm crazy. That should be obvious. But you'd be surprised. I mean, some people... uh, they just don't listen. But all of the information is in the episode <laughs> description. And thank you for tuning in, folks. For now, we're out of here. Isaac, you're the man. Oregon.ite on Instagram. Go and check out all the great stuff he's done. He's even made a custom piece for Ryan Bledsoe as well. All the Bledsoe said so fans out there. But go and check out Isaac's Instagram. You can probably see that one up there as well. But until next time, immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast with guest Isaac Lazell, the man behind Oregonite. If you want to get yourself some Oregonite for maybe someone you love this Christmas, maybe someone you think they can benefit from Oregonite energy, use the promo code MFTIC and save 10% off at checkout. And yeah. If you'd like to listen to this show and every other episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast without ads, go over to the Patreon where you can listen to every podcast episode we've done ad-free, including bonus episodes, episodes that are in our secret vault. And uh, I recently saw a comment on the Spotify that says, oh, I paid so much money for Spotify and I still have to listen to ads. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but even if you pay for Spotify, you have to listen to ads. Uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan. Uh, Shane Gills was recently on Joe Rogan, and I had to listen to a few ads. Luckily, since I pay for um, for Spotify, I am able to skip those ads. And depending on what podcast app you listen to the podcast on, uh, you can do that too, and you don't have to just listen on Spotify. So if you're using the free version of Spotify, it might not let you skip every ad, but it will let you skip the ads in my podcast. So instead of dealing with Spotify's ads, find a different podcast app. That's my best advice. Depending on what phone you use, there are different apps. Uh, all you have to do is go into your app store and search podcast I have an Android phone and I prefer Podcast Addict. It's just uh, suited for the type of apps I like and the uh, format is cool. The themes are cool. So yeah, check out that app if that is what you do. If you got an Android and you're in that uh, pickle. Because at least you'll know that if you are listening to ads that you're helping support the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Uh, 
as for the Spotify ads, those don't affect me at all. Um, and I don't have any control over what the dynamic ads play for you. That's all dependent on where you are in the world and what your cookies tell uh, the ad people, I guess. So I don't know, maybe try a VPN and you'll get ads that aren't specific to you. But either way, thank you for supporting the show. And uh, yeah, go and support Isaac Lazell. And until next time, folks, immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now. Good couple of weeks of shows, you know. Mark is doing a great job, even yeah. though he drives me fucking nuts yeah. sometimes. He's great. No, he's done a great job. He's done a great job. Good job, Mark. You can call uh, me, Mark Palmer. Mark Palmer's cool. Mark Palmer's. It's a beautiful day to be alive, motherfuckers. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to be alive. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> money i think they have so much it's just about it's it's, it's a spiritual war dude it's so much farther there's more power with spring flowers than pseudo-intellectuals filled by hate with the face sour when it comes to the hour of reckoning recollect reconnect with days happening yeah are you frowning or laughing are you making the grade or barely passing caught in the asinine like the afterlife obsessed with darkness after you mastered life Cause it's faster than a blink When it's a bastard latched to the clank Clang, the money don't mean a damn thing Think, happiness ain't coming from the bank Dang, I'm out here daydreaming The spirit's the egg, the self is the semen uh, And that's cause life is the child And it takes a village to give it the illest style So, if your family think you crazy mm, And you ain't got a village No, you always got a place here Come kick it, we chillin'. Exactly, dude. You get it, bro. You're so smart, everybody. You're so smart. Feel like I'm waking up for the first time. Crusty's on my third eye, but I'm back to the grind. Pop the blinds open, let the sun shine. Feel it on my skin like it's been sometimes. Sometimes depression got me flaking like Sisyphus. Others got me messing with mania like Icarus. And meditation helps with the sickness. Some say it's human condition, but it just isn't. There's more power in spring flowers. The circular thoughts that leave the mind devoured. Blurred lines between reality and fiction. And some politicians get dirtier than dishes. But for a minute, just forget about the government. I'm looking at you and I and where the love went Cause we don't need a fucking village full of cynics Need a family to foster a life worth living if it isn't And your family think you crazy, yeah And you ain't got a village I know you always got a place here Come kick it, we chillin', yeah I'm a conspiracy boy Motherfuckers, I'm a conspiracy boy That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Mark Palmer's cool. How are you, brother? I'm great, man. How are you?